The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. A couple of comments on food. Too much focus on calories and not enough on content, says one. Another one, this is ridiculous, carry on. When I eat out, I go out to enjoy myself, not to count calories. I'm well behaved at home when I eat, so when I go out, I want to splash out. The Eason Book Club on The Pat Kenny Show. Sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month. Well, now, for our festive season, Eason Book Club, we have done things a little differently. We've chosen three books from the Eason Novel of the Year category at the Irish Book Awards. So Brian Kennedy has been reading John Boyne's Ladder to the Sky. Catherine Lynch is reading Sally Rooney's Normal People. And Mary O'Rourke was to chat about Milkman by Anna Burns. But unfortunately, Mary can't be here today due to unforeseen circumstances. Uh, but we'll say hello to her anyway. Hello, if she's Hi, Mary. Happy Christmas. Now... Uh, before we start talking books, um, both of you come bearing news. Um, you, Catherine? Well, I'm just heading down to Limerick now on the train later on and I'm going to be uh, booking into the George Boutique Hotel because tomorrow we're go- doing tech for the Limerick Panto and I'm playing the Wicked Queen and I am wicked. Oh, you were typecast. I am typecast again. I'm such a horrible... You know, horrible. they asked me and I just said no. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I said he's too wicked. Those children will never go yeah, back yeah, to yeah. the Panto. Now, Brian, you have yes. been, uh, and I have to say, visibly through the wars. I have indeed. Yes, I had. The, well, I eventually had the, the surgery for the removal of the tumor, uh, the rectal tumor, um, which was a nine-hour operation, oh. um, was, which was extraordinary. But the recovery actually was the most difficult part. The first week afterwards, I had terrible reactions to the drugs and hallucinations and awful nightmares and things like that. Um, but then I slowly but surely started to get hold of myself, and the staff were amazing. And um, I was in the hospital for three weeks. Then I came home. And now really is the start of the recovery. It's a, I yeah. remember the doctor said to me, Brian, you're going to feel like you've been hit by a bus. I don't feel that way. I feel like I've been hit by two buses. And That's how train. it feels. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the silver lining is that uh, you are now back to the weight you were when I first met you <laughs> <laughs> all those years ago. I am not, unfortunately. It's so <laughs> funny you say that, you know, because they weighed me yesterday. I'm 11 stone 11. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my. When I was at my peak at the gym and everything, I was nearly 16 stone because it was muscle. Muscle, yeah. And 11 stone 11. But you look gorgeous. He looks like Brian Kennedy in No Better Man album Oh, my cover. friend Mary said that the yeah. other day. I'll yeah. take all of your compliments. Yeah. Thank you. And his hair is longer and, as well. And, and Brian, there's a big do. Is 21st of December. Paul Byrne, Brian Whitehead, all of my lovely buddies, the Friday Afternoon Club. Um, we decided because the bill was so huge and I just didn't have that money sitting around under a cushion um, and didn't have the right insurance, as you know, probably. So we decided we would have a ball and our good friends Gavin James picture this um, and there's a few other people of course that I'm not lo- well I'm Ooh. not allowed to say too much <laughs> Catherine Lynch but thank you for that um, and various other people and surprising us <laughs> yes go on and uh. yeah 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 uh, the Coronas and the Coronas like so um we basically set about doing a, an old-fashioned sort of a ball night mm-hmm. and already it's basically sold out. So, I mean, I mean, it's, these things are not cheap. The hospital stay alone was 60,000 sterling just for the hospital. Yeah. And on top of that are the surgeons and all of that aftercare. So, What about the legendary NHS? Well, indeed, you see, I didn't... Well, we do, I don't have that here. But second of all, um, I didn't have the right insurance. No. I had insurance for everything else. Yeah. My lovely Jeep in my house and my, my guitars and everything else, but not for BK. Well, Brian, I know Brian for years and years, 10 at this stage, and he's always heading out the door to do a charity gig or to do a benefit gig. Yeah, I did gig. forget about all that stuff. We've been and doing this for 30 years, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. So yeah. you deserve, it's, it's karma, you, you deserve it back. Thank you. I've got an amazing 
team around us. So it's it's very uh, very overwhelming. I presume I'm going to be in tears all night long. Well, right. it should be a fantastic night. Tears and all. Thanks for tears and all. <laughs> now let's talk books, uh, Brian. Yes. You want to talk about this book because clearly you love it. Oh my God! This is why I'm so glad you asked me to be in book club. Because these kind of books are the kind of books that everybody should read. I'm talking about, of course, John Boyne's A Letter to the Sky. Obviously, we read The Hearts Invisible Furies and all these other books. I do not know how he does it, you know. His characters are extraordinary. There's this guy. I mean, of course, there's a... a when you start the story off, we, we meet this guy called Eric Ackerman. And he's in Berlin um, as a much older gay man. He sees this gorgeous waiter across the place. Who, who's this guy called... Turns out to be Maurice Swift. What a fabulous name. Mm. <clears throat> but already that should have told us everything with a name like that. He's 24, drop-dead gorgeous from Harrogate. But he ends up in uh, Berlin. So he basically sets what we did then discover about uh, Maurice is that he is the greatest plagiarist that ever walked the earth. Not only that, he would flirt with a microphone to get ahead. <laughs> he so, is a chancer. He's, but a ta- he has a, a talent. He can write. He can write as long as you've given them the story. This is what turns out to be the thing. So the minute he takes your story and uses it, which is what he did with Eric, and they came up with this book called Two Germans, because Eric did something awful in his childhood. Um, So, of course, your man just writes it all down and has a massive hit with it. And then he meets this other guy called um, uh, Hardy, uh, Dick Hardy, uh, this guy who lives in New York. And, uh, And so then he becomes his sort of vague lover. But he only wants him because he's a publicist. And, and all of that. So then he goes off with him for ages until the next book is kind of ready to go. Oh, wow. Then he dumps him. He sounds but awful. There's a very funny moment where they go and stay with Gore Vidal and Howard in the middle in of the... Amalfi, in the Amalfi, at the Amalfi Coast. <clears throat> oh my God, yeah. it's so beautifully written. And he actually tries it on with Gore <laughs> during the night. But Gore, of course, is having none of it because he's so clever. <laughs> now this just goes on and on. He marries a woman in the end. He ends up, his greatest desire is to have a child. He has a child in the end, not with his wife. I mean, I can't tell you too much, but there is murder, intrigue. (laughs) And he never, even though he ends up in a very bad place at the end, he just will not stop plagiarising. It's extraordinary. So, I mean, is it a page turner? (gasps) You just drag through the book. I finished this at 11 o'clock last night. And look, I am exhausted at the moment. This is how good this book is. I could not stop reading it. Damn you, John Boyne. (laughs) Oh, we've enjoyed I, John Boyne. I adore in the him. I don't, I don't know how he keeps we? coming. We have. Yeah. Yeah. So my pick for the year: if you find yourself in a lovely, warm nook somewhere this Christmas, and you know you're not going you know, with a family or something strange is going on, is a ladder to the sky, John Boyne. Please buy it. Please read it. You're going to adore it. Very good. Well, I can't have a better recommendation than that, no. unless uh, Catherine Lynch can outdo you in her recommendation. Do your worst. Sally Rooney. Yes, and I love Sally Rooney, but we did have a little fight over John Boyne too. I'm a, I, I'm a big fan of John. Um, Sally Rooney is completely the opposite to how you described that book. Sally's, yeah. uh, Sally Rooney is a fantastic writer. She's an amazing. She's been compared to the Salinger for this uh, Snapchat generation. I think if you're talking feminine, she's very like Jane Austen and really like a modern Maeve Binchy because she writes these beautiful love stories. She's not afraid to write uh, really lovable characters, really complex but lovable characters yeah. and she wrote these two lovely characters in this book um, Normal People and it's um, Marianne and Connell and they uh, meet each other in school and they strike up this um, chemistry that's undeniable um, 
uh, Connell is, uh, his mother is a cleaner for Marianne's mother. And Marianne is a total um, nerd, we would say. And she's not uh, popular in school and he's very popular. And they hide it in school. So all these years of complex, uh, stupid things that we... we. Uh, but is there an upstairs-downstairs romance attached to this because the cleaner and the the, the lady... Of yes, well, class comes oh. into it. But it's... Um, it's just it's it's a slow moving love story and it's a, a love story that has no end um, in a way they 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 are going to love each other forever. But it's it's a very kind story as well. Nothing much happens in this except that we are brought into their lives. We're brought into it's the same as conversation with friends. Do you remember conversations mm-hmm. with friends and we had Francis and Bobby and yeah. the handsome Nick and then there was the wife who was the photographer and the four of them got on. So her her. Uh, character development is just amazing. I would I would really recommend it. Um, I think that um, she's a really modern uh, writer. She's she, she was born in 99. What age did that make her? Oh, she's wow. only was she really? Yeah, she's already like this was um, book was the ma- it's shortlisted for the Man Booker Prize. And it's a really good read. Um, I can't say much except for the fact that it's a love story. And um, it's really, really what captured you. It, and I loved it. It's, uh, yeah, it's very like Maeve Binchy. So it's kind of trundles along. You get to know and love the characters. and Very observational. Very observational and very mm. kind. Um, Milkman was the one that uh, Mary was uh, going to. Oh, anyone read that? I to read that. Which I, have, I, have, I bought she it gave for you. it to me when I went away, but... <laughs> Um, I couldn't focus on yeah. anything for quite a while. Dying um, to read that. Just the blurb in this unnamed city to be interesting is dangerous. Middle sister, our protagonist, is busy attempting to keep her mother from discovering her maybe boyfriend and to keep everyone in the dark about her encounter with a milkman. But when first brother-in-law sniffs out her struggle and rumours start to swell, middle sister becomes interesting. The last thing she ever wanted to be. To be interesting is to be noticed and to be noticed is dangerous. So Milkman, a tale of gossip and hearsay, silence and deliberate deafness, the story of inaction with enormous consequences. Yeah, I'm dying to read that book. It's getting such rave reviews. I'm going to read it over Christmas. Yeah, except my mother said, I didn't like that book at all. I don't know what they're all talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Catherine, your panto activities, uh, running until when? Running until the 7th of January. And And matinees and everything. Matinees and everything. you're going to be exhausted. I know. And um, I'm the Wicker Queen. So I was uh, Miss Hannigan last year and I'm the Wicker Queen this year. I'm going to have to sit down and have an AGM. (laughs) (laughs) And Brian, you'll have a quiet Christmas, I suspect. I will, Um, yeah. Once the ball is over, yeah, I'll absolutely take it easy. I have to. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm very, very impatient normally as a person, but um, I really have to mind myself now going forward, certainly for the next at least six months. OK, and yeah. then uh, hopefully back. Fingers on, crossed. On stage. New mu- Well, I mean, I've got, I did actually do a gig a few weeks ago, would you believe? I sang <laughs> for Gareth O'Callaghan yeah. in um, Vicar Street and then I did my own show in Rathgar, a 95 minute show. I'm not quite sure how I did that, but I did. And it was very good for me psychologically. All right. Well, yeah. uh, you, you have the voice of an angel. And we want to make sure you don't meet the angels anytime soon. Anytime soon. Can I just say he is no angel? (laughs) You're so correct. Let's remember where I'm from, the Falls Road. Uh, Well, Brian, uh, thank you very much for coming in. And very happy Christmas to you and Catherine. Thank you also. Thank you for everything. Coming up next, we'll cross to Brussels to speak to our political correspondent, Sean Defoe, ahead of today's EU summit. That's next. The Eason Book Club on the Pat Kenny Show. Sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month.